Welcome everyone to the 158th episode of Politically High Tech. I had this guest before when it had an old name, politically entertaining with evolving randomness. You know, I got feedback, honest feedback with that name. So it's too long, too sophisticated for some people to get it. That's okay, fine. I came up with something simpler, politically high tech. So it's the same podcast. It's a different name, different logo. It's purple. It's purple for a reason because I'm an independent. And my political points of view is a mix of blue, a mix of red, and a little bit all together. It's purple. It's basic color science, people. You know, don't don't use too much of your brain powers to figure that out. I'll just go to basic art class, mix red and blue, it becomes purple. Okay. So before I derail, pre-derail this whole focus, I have a guest here. He is the third reoccurring guest. And trust me, um, this is this episode is gonna be totally different, but I will link the previous audio-only episodes, episode 95. I was going to be in the description as well. And that was more about political theology, just to put it real short. And I'm not going to regurgitate anything. And I don't want to keep my guests waiting as well. This man is, he's multi-niche, just to say the least. He's not just a, you know, podcaster or anybody like that. He's not a one-trick pony, okay? He's involved with truth and democracy okay that he still has that show thank god and bible study for progressives and god they need it they need it because they want to throw god out the window so i'm so i'm happy for that me personally i'm proudly biased he's a author attorney activist and a survivor of sexual abuse so no he he was not raised no locked up gated community at Pleasantville, whatever state you want to insert in there, okay? He's been through stuff, and he has a very unique understanding. And yes, I am ready for the guest sheet. Sue me. He has a very unique understanding of the problem of male loneliness, which is on the rise, and some people on the left has recognized that. I got to give credit to one YouTuber, Shoe on Head. She recognizes that, and she's trying to help reduce male loneliness sexlessness wow yeah this is very timely to say the least that's my honest opinion and he's he's also diving into the red pills what is this left lean person dive to red pill? i think it's i personally think it's a good thing you gotta reach across the aisle you know, don't just stick to your little echo chamber that oh yeah medicare for all great 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 or, okay, Black Lives Matter, great, great, great. No, no, no. No, you got to be involved and talk to people with different opinions. You'd be surprised. You can learn something, and they can learn something from you, too. It's a reciprocal experience. And and what and, uh, and then we also go dive into a little bit what's wrong with the dating, how it affects men, and just what he does on men in general. I don't want to make it too specific because I like an open-ended conversation. So, um, he spoke about pornography, sexuality in colleges, in Southern California. And yes, I know I have jokingly bashed Californians for invading my podcast, but you do got some really good people. Yes, I'm being a hypocrite right now because I only represent East Coast, East Coast, New York, New York. I know, sue me. And he has written for many, okay, Los Angeles Daily Journal, LA Progressive, 
Buzz Flash. I thought that was BuzzFeed. I was going to bash BuzzFeed. I don't take them very seriously. They are our internet waste of space. Demcast and more. And he's been, he's all over the place. He's in rallies, churches. He's very involved. Seminars, public events, and online meetings. And then he also, yeah, he also deals with um, global perspective on social issues. I'm not sure that's a book. Looks like it's a book cover. Um, before he answers that, let's welcome Rich Proceda. Sorry for the long introduction. Oh, no, that's great, Elias. Thank you for having me again. I really appreciate being on your podcast. And I look forward to telling people about the changes that I'm going through as I grow and learn new things. And and um, sometimes I transition from one thing to another. And sometimes, and I think there's some reason for this transition here right now, um, given that I think this is the main issue this is a big issue the upcoming this is i think this issue is uh, going to be very relevant in the near future because some of the statistics say that 45 percent of women are going to be childless and alone by 2030. so this is not just affecting men it's also affecting women and we say we want a, a equality between the sexes but what we really need to do is actually consider what that means and rather than and i'm still into propaganda that's one thing that is an important framework around which i see how people are affected by the propaganda that they consume so that they could have like a negative reaction to just a couple words like red pill that can set people off just those two words. And when you really, but when you dive in, into it, you find out that it's not what they're telling you it is. It's strange, but we get propaganda, it's not right. The people become surprised at what we're talking about. They don't know what they say. They think it's going to be one thing because that's what the media has sold them. And it's another thing. But also, I'm sure there's some red pill shows out there that are pretty horrible that call themselves red pill. And I'm sure some red pills have become just code for conservative, radical, right? But what it was originally from the movie The Matrix. You remember that movie? Where you take the red pill, if or he could take the blue pill. And the blue pill would put him back into the matrix. He wouldn't know what was really happening in the world. But the red pill would allow him to see what was really happening. And the red pill was not designed just to be a conservative thing, I don't think. I think it was more to talk about women, women's nature. Now, it has conservatism sort of embedded into it because it, it's really about evolutionary psychology and behavioralism. So evolutionary psychology sort of, it tends to see things conservatively, but I don't think it has to. But the also the audience you have to figure out that there's also a propaganda component to this that the audience of men that they're reaching just the conservative must just fit in with that and so but when i do things sometimes i i cross lines i i do things that are put things together that people don't think should be put together and i think this nonpartisan red pill men's group that i'm running and you can register um, for our next meeting, we're talking 
on November 5th at 2 o'clock, a Sunday, we're having a show on power in relationships, basically power between the genders. And what we're doing is we're reading a red pill founder, I guess, or somebody who really is highly respected in the red pill community, Rolo Tomaso's book, The Rational Male. And we just put on a, had a show called The Soulmate Myth. So, and people come and they're not, they, they come to argue with me sometimes, but they really don't know what we're talking about because they've been fed these misinformation or disinformation through the media about what they're really talking about. And what we're really talking about, at least on the nonpartisan red pill men's group, is women, relationships, dating, sexuality, politics, in a nonpartisan manner without all the right-wing crap. And that's, that's the focus of that, because I think men really are needing help now. And we've been taught wrong. Both sexes have been taught wrong. And our relationships, the institutions of marriage and dating are archaic. And they're based on a time when women were essentially dependents. And, it's, and yet women want traditional relationships, and yet they want equality. But those institutions are not designed for equality, and they're not. And the relationships between men and women, whether you believe in equality between the sexes or or not, the relationship between women and men in our in the dating context and in the relationships is not based on equality. It's based on inequality. Women are looking for men who are higher status, make more money um, than they do. This forces men to accept women of lower status who don't make as much money. And then they ask, you know, men have certain responsibilities in that relationship in the traditional form that women don't have. And women expect things from men that are not equal. I mean, I was had a person on my show, a woman say, equality. I said, well, you know, and I, I went on a date with a woman. I said, you know, we can start equality, having an re equal relationship right now, right here, right at the get-go. Split the bill. You want a relationship based on equality? Split the bill. You know, I, I, if we want to really talk about equality, we have to think about what that means. And whether women actually want it or not, because it seems like what they want is equality when it benefits them and inequality when it benefits them. And if we think about what it means, we got to talk about what military conscription, what does it mean for equality in military conscription? Um, what does it mean in our relationships to have equality? It's not just about men doing the dishes. You know, and then this propaganda, dividing the sexes because they, they're talking about this decline and this rise in childlessness and singleness among women as a marketing opportunity. So we're being divided not only by race, we're divided by religion, we're divided by gender as well, ideology. But there's a lot of propaganda that's dividing the genders. And this propaganda against the red pill is not really seeing what, what they're actually talking about. And the pickup artists, you remember the pickup artists? They got dumped on 
And what were they doing? These pickets, they were using female psychology to meet women, but they got totally trashed. But when you read it, it's really, that's, is it really the world's most evil thing? You know, so, so we have, um, you know, men are in a position now where the, the main problem is women are still expecting men to make more money than they do. So in, in essence, they're asking men, demanding that men make more money than they do. And men will make more money than women because women demanded of them. They'll drive further, they'll work harder, they'll work longer hours to make that more money because that's what the woman demands. They have not, they, so there has to be some accommodation because what's happening is as women make more money, men are not. I mean, men are actually floundering. Men are in the situation where they're making less money, they're less educated. There's some stories about them being checking out or not working. There may be some, uh, but they're not getting the education. Women are killing it, education, money, jobs. But if women continue to demand that the men they date make more money than them, if that remains a, a demand that women get, it's a failure to make a comment to accommodate for equality. It's a failure. It's it's a lack of solidarity with men in the fight for equality. Right. So, actually, yeah. Go, go ahead, Ellis. Yeah, no, I just want to ask just a couple of questions because you're raising some very, very interesting points. Um, and also, is there any other dates besides November um fifth? For any men's group that you know of, or that's to be decided. Well, this is a, going to be a monthly meeting. I'm also doing a meeting on a monthly meeting preparing for our January 6th, our third annual Jan 6th Day of Remembrance, where we remember the insurrection and the attempted coup. And we want to make people and keep people aware of that. And so that's one thing we're doing. I just got an email today. I'm going to have somebody um, from Free Speech. Um, I forget the name of the group, but they're going to be coming. But I'm still working on that one. So, but right now we're doing that. We're trying to build something. And we just started these group and we just started the book. So we're, we're doing these monthly meetings. I'm recording them. I'm put, putting out a podcast. And so we're trying to build something here, trying to see something that catches on because Quite frankly, the, the truth and democracy thing has not been something that's caught on. I think I'm in a sea of pro-democracy groups, which is a good thing. And But one thing, when I started the Truth and Democracy Coalition, I started it when the left was coming out with propaganda saying that young people didn't believe in democracy anymore, that we should use the word multiracial democracy or voting rights and we should not use the word democracy and i just thought that was insanity and i don't and if young people don't believe in democracy anymore they're being taught wrong so and i so i made this truth and democracy coalition because i wanted that word democracy to be used because and eventually i think i won with that and so now everybody's doing democracy. And so one reason for a little bit of a transition here is that everybody's doing democracy, which is a good thing. I hope I've been a part of making that. And now I'm moving to something that is really becoming a big issue. Male sex, 30% of young men are sexless. Women, young women, 
go through a period of rabid sexual, I mean, um, activity in their 20s. Their, their value is high and they really, and the one of the things that has been shown by the dating apps is that a lot of the women find the men in the dating apps unattractive, most of them. They're all going for the top 1% in the case of Tinder, top 20% at best, top 5%. That's really maybe you get some action. 80% of the guys are getting nothing, nothing. And so the women yeah. are out there complaining about the hookup culture that they have created because they are having sex with the men they choose to have sex with, which happen to be the men that other women are having sex with too, because women like men who have options. They they want to know another woman wants the man. There's a competition anxiety, you know, and, but they're also, so they're in competition for this small group of men and the rest of the men are invisible to them. And they think, oh, these men, they never want to settle. Oh, they, all they want is sex. <laughs> but, you know, what are these women doing, right? They're there trying to get the hottest, richest, most high value guy they can. And yeah, he slips through your fingers because he's got a lot of options. So this is sort of like a competition. And But they blame men for being not wanting to commit. They want to say you're afraid of commitment commitment phobic but really what you are is not commitment foolish and that's some of the things i have to teach men about what is commitment in an age where there is no marriage and that negotiation is going on now in very hardcore way women are trying to to lock in relationships simply by the offer of sex and men have to hold out you don't just shack up with the first woman you meet you have to go through a number of women well but you have to get to a point where you're dating a number of women in the first place and a lot of these red pill groups are trying to say that you can do that by becoming better mostly it's by becoming richer you know this is the one percent the one percent don't care about the money yeah if you have one percent you can get almost any woman you want yeah you have money you can do that great be the one percent or at least be better be the best you can that's all we can say it doesn't change the underlying foundation of women one of the other things you know able to have sex they think they are able to have sex with these studs hot men and then they never want to settle for less right you can go they now they can go to strip clubs or go to see strippers or a bachelorette party and i guarantee you one thing a lot more is happening at that bachelorette party than you'll ever get at a bachelor party unless you actually pay for the prostitute you know the women are having sex oral sex at least they're lining up at the door for intercourse with the strippers this is the behavior and my history of sexual abuse it, the red pill really put it all together for me why did i go through what i went through and yeah what I went through and why I went through it. Because this is women's behavior and opportunistic, some say consuming type of love at best, exploitative and abusive at worst. And so take advantage of young men. And I, I really think we have this sort of, people are saying, oh, all these teachers are having, getting caught having sex with teenage boys. And the truth is, it's really the teachers who are being caught. 
the people in the places of authority who are being caught, who are, who are grooming and taking advantage of other people's children outside the family or our friends, right? There's, that's what's happening, right? There's, there's still a lot of sexual abuse going on that's not in the schools. It's just they're the ones getting caught. Rollo Tomasi says about the good girl, the good girl is the bad girl who hasn't got caught that they all have these sexual experiences that they seek out with these alpha studs. They all have a sexual history because they have so much access. And while, the, while men, and I don't know if I said this, the sexual revolution has been a great success for women. Women are freer to have sex without commitment. They're freer to pursue sexual for you know relationships and and experiences a total failure for men a total failure for men men are and we're still stuck paying we're still stuck and we're being exploited in the sense that we have are being forced to pay or asked to pay money for intimacy constantly asked i mean even if it's not cash money but there's something there you know, something that we're being asked for in exchange. And, you know, I guess, you know, a lot of guys accept that. It's so common. You know, I had a woman ask me to pay $300. I told her, you want to get, you want to get, I don't know what your language thinks, but you want to have sex and get paid. I told her to go have sex with herself in other terms. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I could fill that blank. Well, use your gut imagination, people, to, to answer <laughs> that one. I mean, this topic is already it's very spicy and controversial. The, the curses are just a cherry on top. So, <laughs> okay. you know, so in other words, I want to say, fam, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. So that, ding, ding, yeah. ding, if you figure that out, if you yeah. haven't figured that out, you're super innocent. Congratulations <laughs> yeah. to those who have not figured it out. Yeah. So those who did, well, you know. Yeah. So it looks like men are, they're saying men are going their own way. Um, I'm dating. And I actually, one thing that I haven't told you about is that I started a couple dating groups. There was this, and one's in new based in New York. I said, it's a meetup group. And this New York meetup group, the guys were doing free dating coaching, but they would schedule a meetup and then they wouldn't show. It wouldn't happen. So eventually I took that over and I created another one in Los Angeles. And then I picked up another one in Orange County. And we're talking about this red pill stuff where it's not really a dating meetup where we meet people, but at least not at this point. But it's another way that we can get people to come in to look at um, the relationship between men and women and whether um, and what it really is, and, and whether, you know, because there's one thing about our sexualities, is that it, it if they defy, or what's the word, I forget the word, but it defies what we think we are, and sh- what we think we should be. Our sex, so much of our sexuality challenges us with who we think we are, and who we think we should be. And other words are challenges to expectations, assumptions, or right, right, like, yeah, right. I mean, we go in the easiest example is equality. We go in, we think we want equal relationships, 
between women and men? What does that mean in the bedroom? And does it really fit with female sexual desires? Does a woman want to have sex with her equal? The red people say absolutely not. She wants a dominant, powerful, more st high status man. Do women want equality or do we, they want traditional relationships? They seem to want traditional relationships when it serves them and equality when it serves them. You know, when it's the man giving, but not when it's her part. As I told the woman, take the first step. You want equality, you take the first step toward equality. And so, yeah, so I think our, our sexualities sort of are derailing our political agenda. Because when you put, when women go out and say, we want guys with money, we want macho guys, we want dominant guys, we want bad boys, we want powerful men, we want big, strong men. They're saying, we want toxic men, and we will breed toxic men for you. And so what are men going to do in that situation? They're going to be toxic if you want them to be toxic. They're going to be, try to be rich. They're trying, you know, it, none of this matches with let's save the planet and create a world of peace and justice and equality. It doesn't. It creates a world of people, of men fighting with each other to get the best, to be able to have the most money or the most power or being the most macho. And then if you think about it, that are we creating chauvinistic men? Are women creating chauvinistic men? I think we need to talk about female sexual toxicity and their tendency to breed because it's not masculinity that's toxic. And even if masculinity is toxic, it's the masculinity women are attracted to sexually. Maybe. So go uh, ahead. You said, uh, you know, you say a lot of profound things, uh, you know, and I said, you just, third person to at least focus on gender relations you're uh, for this season i mean i already have the, the previous two one was more on the empathetic balance approach so there's some relations right there and the other one was definitely alpha traditional approach mm -hmm. so my list is going to decide which one is the best one to deal with these gender base issues i never intended this to happen people i never intended it. it just happened this way i am not conspiring anything i am not gathering an army of super steroid ultra toxic um sexually active pps i just want to impregnate every single woman that they see and find no Nope, that might go right here. If you still think that you're insane, I don't care if you're a he or she or or if you mix them of the two, whatever, whatever you identify as. So, so audience, a little question to you is you don't have to answer right away, especially after this episode is done. Which gender specialist, I'm just going to say it that way, are you going to lean towards? One more towards empathy balance, the other one towards alpha traditional, or this option that is very, very, very nuanced, definitely not traditional. One could even call it true equality, true progressive relationships. Well, it's up to the guests to debate with that label. 
I don't want to misrepresent him anyway. So that's all I'm going to say. I normally don't chime in like that, but based on the pattern I've seen here, I I couldn't help but to um notice it. And you bring and some things you say, I'm sure you're going to get pushback from the simps. That's one term, the one slang term I'm going to throw out there. I'm pretty sure you know what that is because it's been thrown, especially when the man's trying to be overly nice again in the woman's pants. The simps, the ultra feminists that say, oh, to hell with Richard. He is trying to power the men with that shady, nuanced, philosophical talk. I can say right through him. I mean, I've, I have received pushback on that, even though I wasn't even trying to apply anything. But hey, it's going to happen. Sometimes you get pushback. Ironically, you're on the right track. Aha. So that's all I'm going to say. Anything else you want to add? Well, I was, um, you brought up something about how we have this stereotype of men as horn dogs. In fact, women, I, I, I hate to say, but I think a lot of women disrespect men. They call us dogs, garbage, trash. And um, we're portrayed as these, and, and quite frankly, my history of sexual abuse has changed my reaction to certain things. And sometimes things that other guys are like screaming, acting like dogs, because a woman is showing her breast, right? Maybe at a, at a, some place and you're acting like a dog, yelping like a dog, right? Salivating. Salivating, <laughs> yeah. And, and I have a totally different reaction. I have a post-traumatic stress reaction. I have a reaction of what does this person want from me? And, you know, I, I, I just, I have just a very different reaction. You know, I've, I've told that story on a Truth and Democracy podcast. That I just don't have the same reaction that men have to like strippers and strip clubs and things like that. I have a, I have a post-traumatic reaction to those things. So I sort of got off on the topic, but the hundred, the, the, the idea that the guy is, horn dog that he they and the evolutionary psychologists say that men want to spread their seed they want to spread their seed and so they're trying to have access to as many women as possible that's their innate strategy for creating babies basically for perpetuating the species through their genes right and for women because they've had this experience of being subjected in a sense are survival creatures who are looking for protection provision and so forth and so we so in some sense that is men's strategy and women's strategy is called hypergamy and what hypergamy is is the tendency of women to date up in social status and money and and obviously the men dating down. And so women are trying to use marriage and relationships to gain provisioning money, you know, that's the money part of it, to gain protection, because they were very, very vulnerable, and someone to provide for them, um, so that they could take care of the children that they bear. Now, a lot of men might say, Oh, yes, and this explains women's relationship, but not really. Because basically, if you ask any woman, okay, I have an innate 
strategy to have sex with as many women as possible, as many different women as possible. And that's my innate sexual strategy that to perpetuate the species through my genes. Does that mean I should do it? Does that mean it's okay for me to do that? Is it okay for me to go around having sex with every single woman I can? Is that something that you would condone? Ask any woman, I guarantee you. All right, I would expect that they'd say no. So when we have women who, yes, they have the need for provisioning. Yes, they have the need for protection. You know, but does that excuse them taking advantage of men? Does that excuse them making bank off of men's loneliness and despair? Women are making millions of dollars off of men's loneliness and despair because men live in situations of sexual scarcity. And that scarcity is perpetuated by women sometimes because they want that power and control. And it's collective. They slut shame each other. Sometimes I think they slut shame each other to keep men from women from having sex with men to keep the men sexually in a state of sexual scarcity. So uh, so really, it's it's not the men who are going out having sex with all these women. Maybe it's the men the women are having sex with that are having sex with us. But it's really not men who are doing that. But is it okay for women because they have these needs to go out and take advantage of them, to prostitute themselves, to create OnlyFans page, to make a living off of men, to marry a man for his money, to to divorce him and take everything he has, you know, after you've had sex with your chad or whatever? You know, does it make these things all right? And then the second question, which I have for evolutionary psychologists, which is a criticism of them and some of the red pill advocates, is that are women able to control their own behavior? They absolutely are able to control their own behavior. Just like we men, we have changed. We've taken the criticisms of feminism, and we've even tried to create a more ethical sexuality. I remember I was into that. I was so I, you know, I went through feminism. I wrote my book, which is on pornography. It was a feminist studies book. I minored in women's studies, you know, and I, I you know, I tried to deal with it, make an ethical sexuality. Little did I know that women want men who will dominate them in the bedroom, you know? So it's, it's, it was a total waste of my time to think about that, but we have changed. We respect them more. We allow them to be bosses. We, we allow them to judge us. We don't, we don't yell at them or at them when they're walking down the street or, or whatever they used to call that cat calls or whatever. We've changed our behaviors. When it came to the grown conversations too, especially back then. Okay. Women and children go away. We men got to talk business, you know? Uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, you know, you know, I'm talking about this, such those classic movies, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, it, it did affect my thinking, you know, just to keep it as real short, like Raging Bull. So, all right, get, get you the kids, this man got to talk, you know, now, now they're part more of the power team, which is good, you know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I do, but I do want to add on, I, I will even add traditional media perpetual places that spread it wide and social media, forget it. Even certain female celebrities are saying men are cheaper and easy. That's another insult that's popping up by some yeah, so-called right. famous 
social media. So I just want to just add into that um, because you're saying a lot of great stuff. And thank you. I agree a whole lot more. I don't even think I even disagree with the point yet. Like, I think you're the I think you're the most nuanced person in my opinion. I'm not gonna speak for my listeners. They might agree, they might disagree, a little bit of both. I shall find out. Eventually the feedback will come clear and concise. Um, especially if they are willing. So yeah, that's definitely very, very, very true regarding the whole dynamic of respect women more and all that. But I think to some extent. We have to play opposite what they are saying. They say A, they might be they might mean B to some extent. Yeah, I think you're right. About not, not not on not on all not on every single communication. And sometimes no means no, and that's why those guys get me too. And that justifies the me too, especially if they're rich and powerful. Harvey Weinstein's a perfect example. But I'll say a lot of it out of Harvey Weinstein. That's when the movement got too out of control. So okay, I even I almost be came a supporter of that. I said, oh, okay, no, I'm done. I see where this is going. Piss off. You just want to get, you want to go after every single guy. You just want to defame them. Even when he's legally clear, he's still damaged because he can't get that job back. His reputation is, has a very, has a long-term shit stain at best. I was going to say, oh, he raped me just by how he looked at me, which that makes it, which that makes it very hard for real rape victims to mm-hmm. report. Now they got to think twice or even thrice about this claim. And I, I think um, actually, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. This um, nonpartisan, the the red pill is actually a, they would deny it, but it's kind of a me too moment for men. I mean, for me, it was, I was sexually abused and used as a child and as a teenager and as a young man. And a lot of guys say might relate to that. And then, but the other point is they they have this Me Too moment about divorce and when they got screwed, and and how how it becomes like I was telling a woman I met a woman on from Match and she was saying I want to get married in three years that's my goal, you know and I'm like why you want to do that, but men are not do, going for it. It's like when a woman gets married to a man it's like she won the jackpot hit the jackpot she's winning hundreds of thousands of dollars usually when a man gets married it's like he's losing a hundred two hundred thousand dollars you know it's a financially irresponsible decision people are not getting married and men are less and less men i never got married i turned out well, to be right, but really, I had a lot of issues, you know, I had a lot of trauma to deal with. So that was going to put a roadblock in that for me. And I wish I had knew these things about women when I was so much younger. And that's why I'm encouraging a lot of men. And that's why I'm doing this nonpartisan red pill men's group, because liberal men need to be red pilled, too. We need to understand what's going on. You know, we need red to pill in the reality objective kind of sense, not the you know, not the political aspect. Let's just be clear. Don't make me call you lip tart. Just be absolutely clear in the objective and analytical sense. Okay, not the political sense. I know that's not compatible with you. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah, well, be analytical. Be be objective. Should I have a a sober mind. Hey, let's use a little biblical term. A sober mind. Because <laughs> right. 
Yeah, because we remember what the red, what it's about. Really, the red pill is really about women's behavior, and the, they would say women's nature. But it's behavioralism. One of the things we do is we look at what women do. We look at the numbers. We look at the stats, rather than what we say. And just like you said, what we find out is that what they say and what they do are two different things. And one example I might use is, you know, they often say, oh, it's all not all about money. It's not all about, or it's not all about looks, right? We look at these other things, right? Yeah. And, and oh, that men have those standards. Oh, they get called out instantly. Oh, I want a woman to look a certain way. Oh, so, oh, you, oh, so you hate ugly people, pop, pop, pop. I can go out. Right, right. I could add on to all of this yeah. stuff. Well, they talk about it like that. But the truth is, it reminds me of law school when the professors say, your grade is in the analysis. You know, you can know the law, but unless you do the analysis. And But what they forget to tell you is that knowing you have to know the law to do the analysis. So you need to have the law under your belt before you can do the analysis. And so here... Yeah, they're trying to tell you um, that it's just these, we, we, we consider their character. We talk about all these things, but when it comes down, then the rubber hits the road, you find out it's mostly about looks and, and resources. It's mostly about looks and resources. You know, yeah, sure, they consider other things, but when you look at the stats and the numbers, you can see what the actual truth is. You know, so we're getting a bum rap. You know, and in fact, men are much more forgiving when it comes to looks than women are. Women have, I, I think there's an epidemic. And especially financial standards. I mean, especially in financial standards. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, normally speaking, normally speaking, a woman is able to marry up. You already alluded to this a couple of times. Right. They go up. Man's um, socioeconomic standards. He was here. Goes down. Yeah. Because, you know, women's including expenses, especially with the children coming there. That's even more expenses. You just got to make more money just to go up there, work a lot more hours. And that compromises the quality relationship as well. Because he's working a lot more than being with the wife and the kids. So it's very com it's very complicated, just to say right. the least. Very well, yeah, and the women are... And working longer, too, is another thing that's really hindering this as yeah. well. But the, the looks thing is that it's mostly looks and resources for women. I mean, the vast majority of it is. And there, uh, yeah, I forget what I was, because I was going to comment on what you were just saying there. And uh, yeah. So anyway, I forgot that, that skipped my mind there. But uh, what were yeah, you no. saying? You were saying that, oh, the looks and the financial. Yeah, the looks, financials, and even working longer hours, which like lessens the quality of the relationship because you got to work long hours to maintain or yeah. increase his resources so like that the you know, woman and kids oh yeah you know. i remember what it is that women men are much more forgiving i mean when you look at what how women look at the men on those dating apps they find most of the men unattractive and only a small fraction of the men are attractive to them but when you look at how men, men have a traditional bell curve. You know, we, we can find attraction in a five and a six. You know, we can find it because of the way we're built. We're, we're made to want to have access to as many women and so forth. 
And so we can find attraction in a lot of women. We're actually much more forgiving when it comes to what looks than women are. But we get the bum rap of being the guys. But then when women are complaining about how men, they're just horn dogs, they're cheap and easy, right? They, they like to complain about that. But think about it. Men are built to make love to women. Men are made to make love to women. So what the heck are they complaining about? You know, they're complaining about men being sexual beings is what they're complaining about, having their sexual nature. And just because they can charge for for their ass doesn't mean that men have to charge. But I want to tell you one thing. It's heading in that direction, because the more that the women want to have only have sex with the hottest guys. And of course, they they can have sex with hotter guys because guys are attracted to a wider variety of women than women are attracted to men. So they can have, but so they think in their head, oh yeah, I can get this guy. I can get this hot, rich guy. You know, he had sex with me once, you know, I can get him. Uh, but, and they never want to go down and they're doing this. Is, I think we have almost an academic of sexual suicide among women especially older women if i can't get what i want if i can't get the this if he doesn't meet these standards he doesn't i don't want anyone at all i met a woman you know i'm older i'm 59 but i met a woman at a speed dating thing and I, and I called her later and she told me she hadn't had sex in five years i'm like thinking to myself i told her this actually how could you allow that do I really want to have a woman? And then on top of that, she said, if I don't get a commitment to me, I'm not having sex at all. You know, I don't want to have hookup culture. I don't want, you know, already saying, I don't want a hookup culture. I don't want, if I can't get what I want, I'd rather not have sex at all. And so many women leave the sexual marketplace as early as 40. And they don't have as strong a sexual desire as we do. Men are still in the marketplace in the 60s and 70s. And there are some women out there too. And almost universally, I find that they want younger men. So it's headed in that direction. If women are going to be paying those men, they're going to start charging money. Women are going to have money. Those men are going to start charging money. And so get used to paying for men because that's what's coming down the line. And, and so that's what you're creating, just like you've created the hookup culture, you know? So, yeah, so that's what I wanted to say on that, that a lot of these problems we get blamed for, but they're not our fault. And there's a problem with women taking accountability. I don't know how much, when I was, went to college, this is after, you know, having been sexually abused and used all my life. Ended up in college, community college, and they had, and this was in the 80s, and sexual harassment law was new. People didn't think men could even be sexually harassed at that time. And I had this woman, this class, asking me to pose nude. And it's a long story, but she had a bunch of, I would call flying monkeys, or women doing her bidding, you know, coming up to me trying to encourage me to pose nude, telling me how much, but I would ask every single one of them out on the date, and each one of them said the same thing. I can't do that. So in other words, they want to see me nude, but they don't want to go out with me. And of course, what was this about? They had a calendar, and they were making money, and even embezzling money 
off when they're making the calendar using the schools, finances, and, and recruiting from the men. And it was a whole system where they had identified the men they wanted and they put them in these special classes. And I had no idea I was going into these classes for this. Going to classes, I didn't understand why I was there and being asked this, and I wasn't going to do it. And they, they even recruited my girlfriend to try and seduce me into doing it and brought me down to try and seduce me into doing it. And there was no way I was going to do it. I was so pissed off, so humiliated, because I certainly didn't want to have to publicly say no. I didn't want to explain why. And so I, ha I remember running to the administration and having these women chasing me and knowing, ironically, what a lot of men would love to have these women chasing, but I, I knew they just wanted to treat me like a little baby, have no respect for me, so they can do it to the next guy, to the next class. So I filed a sexual harassment case, and I ended up bringing that teacher and that whole system down. But this is what they were doing, right? I mean, you know, I, I definitely want to chime in, just especially a lot of, yeah, sadly, a lot of young men who are just eager just to score you say mm -hmm. that way again say pants oh yeah that's a dream paradise oh man got all these ladies chasing me but a lot but a good chunk of them don't think about what you thought because you already had yeah you're yeah you already turned very clear you already had the ptsc the trauma from that mm -hmm. and a lot of those guys don't even have the trauma so that separates you from sadly you no know, man even in today's stance even though now the only fans, oh, forget it. And the man sometimes even whore himself out there, you know, especially those Todd studs with his abs, his um wang, his special man part, his glutamus maximus, and all you know, all of that. And I'm sure they yeah, they they're sure. I mean, for Instagram, all you're getting is just the muscular abs, because that's what they allowed for the most part. But OnlyFans, yeah, I'm, yeah, women has made millions of dollars of OnlyFans. I mean, a couple of them has become millionaires out of that. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, a nurse, yeah, became a millionaire. I think in yeah, in a pretty short time because obviously, you know, her physical looks was in high demand, and men are most men already accept the fact that they're willing to pay premium price for physical beauty, which is. No, I tried to criticize men in that part. They shouldn't have to do that, but they feel compelled to. So I'm not going to make um, men entirely um, blameless on this. That's I think that's the only minor screaming. But other than that, um, I, I totally get your point of view because this needs to be talked about more often. The stuff you're mentioning is not well-focused. It's always woman victim, man is a criminal, and a sexual beast. Yeah, I'm adding another higher level insult to that right and my experience is not that that men are sexual beasts although i it's not solely women who are involved obviously but one thing is that we know women don't respect men who don't stand up for themselves and i guarantee you oh, one thousand percent yeah i guarantee you women women are not going to stand up for us you know they're not going to stand up for men you have really nothing to lose by standing up to women in other words being like you said a simp being a simp doesn't work. They have no respect for you, and then they don't want to have sex with you. you know. And and some guys, too. They're a simp. Some call you Rob Public simp, especially online. Yeah, that's more used online. Yeah, I don't mean to keep going. 
Right. Well, just that that is something that men do. And I and I wish they knew not to do that. But they don't. They don't know. And they don't know how women are and they don't know how women think. And, you know, and like you said, a lot of the things you say sometimes are just testing or tricks or taking another way. Like, um, what does a woman think when you say, I love you? What'd she think? What did you, what we would think she would think is not what she's thinking. She's thinking, oh, you can't get anybody else. Right. You know, that's that, you know, this is the type of way men have to recognize how women interpret the world because they, they hear what isn't said more than they hear what is said. And so, um, but if men could stand up to women, if they don't respect you, if they're not looking up to you, if they don't admire you, then they don't have attraction for you. They don't have sexual desire for you. And this is the problem with equality in gender relationships is this tendency for women to need to look up to the man and admire the man that they're engaged with. And so um, when they lose respect for you, they're going to lose attraction for you. So you have nothing to lose by standing up for yourself, really. Don't think that standing up for yourself is going to lead to women hating you. I, I don't think that's true. And these things, they give you superpowers. It's kind of like the Matrix. All of a sudden, you see how things really are and how women really are. And then you have sort of some superpowers you have experiences that you could only have outside of the matrix you know you start to see that it is true that women share men and they're never admitted to you. and you make a lot of mistakes when you uh, admit that but they never admit to it but they do they share men okay you'll find out oh yeah they're getting exposed to social media those kind of women right I well mean, it's not but things it's not i get it's not as um prevalent but some of them are getting caught. They're getting caught. I don't know. I, I don't think the, the consequences are very long-term. That's why I could perceive at least. Yeah, feel free to chime in on that. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that they're not pursuing men openly. They're not, pursuing, they're not sharing men openly. In other words, it's not like they're having an affair with a man and then, and so forth. They're sometimes committed to that man, right? But they want a man who has options. A man who doesn't have options is unattractive. A man that another woman doesn't want is not attracted to them. They want men with certain characteristics. And so the men with those characteristics will get more action and are not necessarily going to commit to them. So like they're sharing. Want, so want a man with confidence, right. assertiveness, dominance, decisive. Not, oh, well, maybe, like, yeah. this guy ain't going to protect me. He don't even know what he wants. Or, or a guy who's six foot tall or bigger with a large penis and muscular abs and and chest and a V, you know. They, they're, they're all looking for the oh, same. Yeah, V-shaped body, yeah. Right. It's another thing. Women are all looking for the same type of guy, whereas men... We have sexual diversity. We have a we can be attracted. That there's a niche for every type of woman, you know. But for women, they're looking for all the same things. So they end up sharing the guys. You might say unwittingly, but they're really witting. They really know more than they let on. But they know that their guy is seeing other guys, usually other women, 
it's not a committed relationship and they're trying to get this guy you know into a committed relationship with them but they're just competing with multiple other women and that's what i mean when they say they're sharing men that they will rather have sex with a high value man than to be stuck with a low value loser and and you begin to see certain behaviors and have certain experience you know like um all of a sudden i realized um that i have a high value that i'm real higher value i mean i'm a lawyer i'm good looking even though i'm older and I'm a little heavy that decreases my value but you know i make a good income you know not spectacular but it's sufficient to put me in the category and so i'm i'm a high value guy and a lot of women are interested in me the first thing they're going to try and do is make you think that you don't have any other options or try and find out how many other women you're with you know or whether you have options or not but in any case so i'm discovering my value you know rather than simping and thinking you're going to be captain sableho and and protect these women and you're going to find a woman and provide for her or you're going to um, be this sexual stud that she's never had sex like you believe me she's had more sex than you can imagine you know probably and has had a guy boy they've all had a guy who's bigger than you and better than you in bed and so pop your pill and give it your best shot and it helps when you learn what women really like you know not this lovey-dovey crap not this equality crap that's not what they want in bed guaranteed none of them are dominatrix by nature they all want a dominant man so uh you heard that listeners you heard that that <laughs> is raw sometimes even hurtful if you're a bit in the sensitive side but you know what life is unfair life is rough you know and i'm gonna play devil's advocate let me just pretend i'm the other side for a second i'm gonna think of an ultra blue pill person for that one oh that's fine i'm, I'm purple after all i got a red shirt there you go it balances out okay so let me just yeah let me just put on let me just join the opposite side let me join the simp army do you think you're villainizing women for saying all this Okay, let's fill it. I can tell you, explain that word to me again. Now you, you're really just putting them down, calling them out for all the, you know, for all the stuff that, that they're doing, like um, picking the cream, the men that's only the cream of the crop, the the chiseled abs, the the rich, the perfect, well, skin, well, to some extent, they want perfect skin, but I'm sure that's up there too with it if they have their way um so you're saying women are just really really picky they're shady they're liars i won't be surprised they'll ask that kind of question yeah so i think uh there's so much like you said blue pill in that because we're talking about what you know women do essentially we're using behavioralism and and recognizing what they do but there's different levels like a lot of the guys will say things like oh, well, this is just women's nature. This is what they do. And then you have the guys, yes, they're justified because, hey, they're survival creatures. They've um, needed to adapt when, you know, their man was killed at war or they were taken captive. They needed to adapt and provide for their children. They needed a strong, tall, physic physically fit man to protect them who could 
work and bring home food and so forth. And there, therefore, this justifies women's behavior. Now, the first thing I would say to that is what women's behavior? Because yes, maybe she's looking for a guy who makes enough money to support her because she's going to have a child. Or maybe she's looking for a guy who's good looking and like all of us do. We all want somebody who, who's good looking. So you can't really fault her for that. And uh, you want somebody who's uh, provisioning, who's going to be able to provide for and protect her. Okay. Well, well, that's one level of things. Now, what about prostitution? What about OnlyFans? What about taking, going out with a guy just for a meal? What about um, expecting a guy to pay for things for them? What about exploiting, you know, exploiting them and, and, and tricking them or whatever? What about all these other behaviors, all these cons and scams that they try and pull on you, getting calls from, from women who act like they like you when they're really just after your money or something? You know, how far does that go? And then secondly, are women capable of controlling their own behavior? You know, is the question here, you know, we men, we have to control our sexuality. We have to uh, corral it. We have to um, make sure that uh, we don't let it cause us to do stupid things. You know, we control our sex. Women can't control their behavior. So they cannot exploit men. They cannot demand money. They cannot try and um, make a living off of a man. They cannot try and take advantage of a man, right? And so this innocent, pure, good girl who's just looking for this man who's going to take care of her and her children is the sort of blue pill, sort of epitome of the good girl who needs support and who we can save. And the truth is women can make their own money now. They don't need that our money and they will tell you that they will tell you especially the older women you know that i date i make my own money i don't need a man's money right but it doesn't stop them from desiring it it doesn't stop them from feeling that they deserve that that they deserve a man who makes more money than they do it doesn't stop them from being feeling entitled to only the hottest and uh most studliest men that they don't need to have sex with regular guys because studly men will have sex with them. You know, these, these things are, you know, so, so I would say that we're, when we really, are we making excuses for bad behavior? To what extent are women being excused for their bad behavior by men who are ultimately just afraid to stand up to them? I mean, yes, there's um, some things that we can look at and say, yeah, women might have a natural tendency for that. But if they don't need your money, then don't ask for it. Don't try and take it. Don't demand it. You know, if really, if you pay for yourself, really, if you don't need a man's money, but it doesn't stop them from taking it, from wanting it, from desiring it. It doesn't stop them from wanting a man of higher status than them. It doesn't stop hypergamy. And this is where... Women need to make accommodation for equality. They need to accommodate the fact that they've demanded equality and that men are just not going to make as much money as they do necessarily. And that you're going to have to accept that they're going to marry a man who makes less money than you. If you want a man, period, 
And then if you want a man who's a, a good man, right? If all you're looking for, you know, like that woman who said, I want to get married in three years. Why does she want to get married? It's not religious. She doesn't want children. She wants to make bank, right? She wants to make bank, you know? She wants to make some money. It's not right, you know? Putting men in situations of scarce sexual scarcity so that they have to pay for OnlyFans, they have to pay. I mean, I don't pay, but I am so glad that I don't have to pay. I'm so glad that I'm not one of those guys who's not having sex. I've decided just today that one of the things I want to do with the last 30, 20 to 30 years of my life is to have some of the best sex of my life. That's what I want to do with the rest of my life. And that's what I'm going to tell these women that I go and date, you know. You know, uh, they want you to be friends first, you know. Oh, let's be friends. Oh, what happens when the sexual desire isn't there anymore? That's a cold word for rejection. Yeah, <laughs> really, really. No, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not saying every single woman has done that, but there's definitely some that have, definitely some, keyword some. I say right. all, not yeah, sexist. That's yeah, that's basically a rejection. The friends. Yeah, that's reject- that subtle cold word. Yeah, let's be friends. Well, but they also are saying now that they want to start the relationship as a friendship. But when you ask... I mean, some... Yeah, I mean, well, those were good intentions. Those do. Right. Well, I was... Uh, maybe it's popular with some of the older women. But the problem with that is that you say, great. I would love to be your friend. I'll be your friend as long as you want, but we're not dating. When you want it, because they want to be friends and they still want you to foot the bill, plan the date, take responsibility for everything, drive them around. You know, it's not a friendship, you know. And then and they and then when you ask them and say, Well, great, we're not if we're friends, we're not dating, we split the bill, and they'll come back with, Oh, I want a traditional relationship. So therefore, so again. They want to give, Orion Taravan says that women try to get as much for as little sex as possible, which is totally bizarre to me because the real truth is, is that you need a woman who has genuine sexual desire for you. That's what you want. You don't want a prostitute who is having sex with you just because you pay them. I mean, if uh, you, have you know, to. well, you just described there and I have a chime in. I have a very good way to stuff, put it in a not. And uh, very concise organized. That's friend. That's a friend with benefits. They don't want sex. All that. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Drive, pay for this bill, or do this, or laundry, whatever. Your friends, whatever day. But I still need to do that. Yeah. And yeah. be clear with your intentions. That's. I think that's the driving point. Don't just say, "Oh, I want sex," and all of a sudden. You know, I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna take time to actually get there. Uh, I'm not gonna say, oh, you know, there, there's a woman who will sue for what's a guy. Oh, I want sex and drive some guys away. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure I would recommend that. I'm not a sex or relationship expert. Let me just throw a disclaimer out there. Probably a little late, but I'm just throwing that I'm not a I'm not a you know a psychiatrist, a relationship expert on that. No, I don't ask me for that. I, I would tell you how to be well guarded and see bull crap on both genders. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you how to be very critical of humanity in the political system. All that. Oh yeah, I'd be great for that. But I'm really sure. Yeah. So this guy, this guy has been around. He's been this earth longer than me. You should, you know, give it some consideration at least. 
at least minimally. And then, of course, you know, me, I'm just hosting. I'm just guiding facilitation, adding, chiming in, and even, well, occasionally even disagreeing. But, you know, that that's just my opinion. And, you know, I'm not as experienced as he is, and I got to recognize that. There's still some things I'm still learning. So I, I have my there. yeah, I have my experiences and they've affected me. And sometimes I wish that, you know, I could be able to enjoy, you know, play things like Mardi Gras or spring break or or even strip clubs, but I I can't. But it also allows me to see things that other people can't. And it's hard to go back and say, you know, had these things not happened to me. I would be a, a different person, maybe happier and, this, and able to probably married with children, probably not got screwed, you know, on the divorce, you know, probably be just the normal guy that ran through that. But because of my experience, I avoided marriage. And I knew very early on that there were women, and this is what I thought, and I didn't see it as the beta and the alpha, which is the beta is beta bucks, the provider man that the woman seeks and the alpha which is the stud and she would like to have them combined into one guy but oftentimes they're not but that women there are men women marry this is what i told myself i must have been a teenager and men women have sex with and i want to be the latter and i didn't i knew that men women had sex with men but it's not the same it's just like a prostitute having sex with a prostitute is not the same as having sex with a woman who is really has genuine desire for you. And with friends with benefits, oftentimes I look at that. Now I'm seeing that as a relationship where one or both parties don't actually meet the other party's standards for a relationship. So, um, but they do meet their standards for sexual activity and their friends and, uh, you know, they have a relationship. I've had a relationship like that. I realize now we actually love each other. You know, she's been, I've known her since she was in junior high school, since we were in junior high school. And, and, uh, but would I marry her? Would I have a relationship with her? Absolutely. And, you know, a one-on-one relationship? Absolutely not. You know, there's various reasons. But so there's even a friends with benefits is, is kind of really a, a lover, lovers. And that's what I've come to categorize. What I'm looking for, I'm looking, I'm looking for a lover. It, when I go on this, these dating things, you know, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for a housewife. I'm looking for a lover, you know. And uh, so, that you're lovers, you know. And sometimes you just can't have a relationship with that person because that person's not relationship material. It is not for you. That's look. already. That's already. You know, that's already. Um problem no that's like trying to put a square in a triangle slot yeah happening incompatible yeah incompatible so that's all i'm gonna add into that and how do i know some of this i've witnessed it i'm gonna be honest i am not the best person you should see advice for when it comes to relationship don't come to me with that i'll tell you to be well guarded and be become your own light detector yeah well i have reflect and meditate that's 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 all i'm gonna say so and of course read the bible which is cliche as it is i think this is more than good enough for an episode it's just half of probably what joe rogan would normally do so 
Okay. Awesome. Let me do some plugins for you, and then of course you add whatever plugin that is um needed. So he does got um some he does got contact information. So she want to email him, reach out to him. Um, it's Rich Rosita sixty four at gmail dot com. It's sixty four is his birth year. I don't know. I'm not gonna ask that. Five six two six six five. 3317. That's his phone number. Okay. He's a very accomplished guy, despite, you know, you might think he's a, you know, a, the chauvinist or a woman hater. I don't think so. Just pay attention carefully. He's just saying it like it is. And I agree with most of it. And it's ruining both genders, this problem. Especially if I'm going to be quite frank, young men and older women. Are getting hurt the most. I mean, by older, I'm talking about plus 40, because that's where everybody goes downhill from there. And young men, since women got more options, especially with these dating apps such as Tinder and whatever else, yep, they're being pushed aside. They just get was what 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 is what's the swipe? I think swipe left to reject. Yeah, they get left swipe. They get swipe left. So, um, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Feel free to bash me. I don't care. I have high self-esteem. I'll move on. It's not the end of the world. I mean, he has a lot of good things to say about this, and I think you should at least um, pay attention because this is becoming a problem. It's already popping up, and it's just going to get worse if nothing is done, okay? And he has multiple, he has multiple podcasts, social medias. Go to youtube.com slash at truth and democracy coalition, facebook.com slash, and they both forward slash, by the way, truth and democracy coalition. And you also got truth and democracy coalition.com. And then my personal favorite Bible study for progressives, you atheist, you atheistic heathens you need this dot podbean.com i'm going to say it again bible study for progressives dot podbean.com okay and if for some reason my voice is a little annoying to you the link will be in the description for you visual learners all right then anything else you want to add well i want to invite everyone to my monthly um nonpartisan men's group that's where we do the meeting and i produce a podcast out of it you register for that at tinyurl.com slash red pill men you might need to add the http colon slash last stuff too oh yes that whole traditional oh, i remember back then this was mandatory no matter what without this the computer couldn't process it what the hell you doing <laughs> cannot find now it's so automatic that i even forget these things a curse of being a progressive technological user on millennial uh, one of the few drawbacks yep so you know remember old school days i'm talking also talking about 90s early 2000s https i think colon well i'm surprised i still remember this i'm not a boomer i'm not a boomer i'm not a boomer okay leave me alone Two four slashes. All right, enough fooling, enough joking around. But I will also put that link as well. Of course, as long as you provide me that link, I'll put that link as well so they can sign up for it. And I'm going to link the previous episode where he wears an entirely different hat or wore 
oh my goodness, I'm I'm getting sleepy. War an entire different hat, especially more on a political, religious hat. You know, he's a he's not a one niche, he's not one trick pony. Okay, just saying. And I got proof. It's not conspiracy theory. It's not a lie. It's not fake news. Okay, I'm more of a political buff. I'm a technological buff. Those are my areas. Um, strength, relationship. Nope, nope. Don't come to me for relationship. Don't come with lies. Um, you can definitely learn from rich and not make the same mistake. Oh, beautiful woman, big boobs. Gotta go after her. Um, yes, if she has the intent of having a long-lasting relationship, of course you gotta fulfill some of her desires as well. It's a give and take. So, you know, I don't think all uh, women are the villains, either is men, but um, this problem needs to be fixed. Oh, whilst humanity is going to let me say the e-word eventually extinct eventually so for the let me let me use this new vain word oh my science let's get our shit together before humanity extincts i think yeah that that's a good yeah. yep i'm proud of that statement i stand by that statement awesome awesome yeah so anything else i'm probably dragging you at this point well no i i think i've i've aired myself out here and thanks for having me and uh for doing this again with me you have a blessed day afternoon or night